I want to heal the healers, yeah. but I want the healers to heal themselves because innately, we all know how to, but we're giving it to everyone else. We're not taught this in nursing school. I always say we're taught how to care for the patient. What if the patient was ourselves? What if we treated ourselves just like we treated our patients? It is a big, big day uh, in the world of, uh, I guess, uh, behind the scrubs, uh, the travel nurse community, the, the staffing world, um, this the world of exceptional humans that I, I want to make sure everyone is prepared to, to scrub in, uh, pun intended, um, for uh, this episode because it uh, it does promise to be, at least for me, a ridiculously good time. Um, it's going to be uplifting. I know that for sure. It's going to be educational. And it's because I have the honor, the privilege to roll out uh, the red carpet for an absolute celebrity, uh, in my opinion, uh, a globe-trotting uh, nurse, human being, uh, yes, let's go, um, that has uh, probably a few stories for us um, and uh, has a very, in the, in the clinical world, has a very healing touch that I think uh, most of us would agree that know you uh, is that it's one part, uh, you know, magic, one part science. Uh, you shine so bright. And I'm like, I was like literally thinking, and just stay with me. I was like, you shine so bright. This is the first episode. I'm going to wear sunglasses because I'm like, oh, I got, I got to do no. it. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I can't, I can't, but ladies and gentlemen, Brit Breeze, let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it just, I want to, I want to make sure I, I give you the proper uh, intro here. And you know, you've been in nursing for uh, over uh, a decade and, you know, it's really a journey from what you've shared with me. And, and again, having the, the privilege to get to know you, it's like a, it's like a tapestry woven from resilience uh, to uh, compassion to innovation because you're in the tech world, which we'll get into. And but, I, you know, really, I think part of it, a big thing that stands out is like, you know, it, you on the, from the nursing side, you come from the PICU, pediatric ICU, the cardiovascular PICU. I mean, that's some, that's high stakes, high acuity. And it's clear that you know, you have provided uh, tremendous care and comfort to your patients and to the, to their families. Cause that's a huge part of that. And um, you're really just beating that, 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 that heartbeat of that global empathy. And uh, I appreciate you and everything. I know you, you do a lot and we'll get into, but like with your, your medical missions um, and it's not just about all that. You're obviously a huge voice in our, our community, a huge advocate in our community. Uh, and you're leading the charge on a lot of things from wellness to mental health uh, to everything that you're doing with like your, uh, your uh, retreat style events. Um, as a community manager over at Trusted Health, you're a pioneer, a, a digital creator. I'm going to stop, but I got to get through it. Oh, I, I'll just stop. But uh, punchline is an exceptional human uh, with, a, with, a, with a massive heart. I, I'm so thankful you're here, ladies and gentlemen, Rick Greaves. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for my flowers. Um, I just am definitely a person who's like, give people their flowers while they're still here to receive them. And yeah. I accept them. So thank you, yeah. Justin. My, my, my pleasure. I could have kept going, but I realized I think I think I kind of like I was saying before we hit like record, I was like, this is kind of like a, you know, a long time coming, you know, mm -hmm. and it, uh, and so I was like, I, yeah, I've had a, all this like pent up, ready to go, you know, it's like, so I just excited, but I'll, I'll sit down as we ease into this. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, one thing I want to, you know, kind of kick off is, you know, I really do, again, believe from my perspective, like your story, there's a huge part of a perseverance that's woven through your story, uh, overcoming challenges, optical obstacles, you know, becoming a nurse, and then, you know, from there on to where you're at today. So uh, kind of share just a little bit more about that context of, of your journey, and maybe those moments of those early days that really fueled you to have that determination to succeed against all odds. 
Yeah, um, I think it really starts with like everybody knows in nursing school, it's the hardest thing we'll ever go through that NCLEX is insane. Um, but honestly, truly for me, uh, getting into nursing school was difficult. I didn't get in my first time, um, but I kept trying and I got in my second time got in and then I didn't graduate with my class. Um, some of you all in certain states may have had the T's or a similar kind of test, had to take that, didn't do so well on it my first try. And in my cohort, we could not graduate if we did not get a 99%, which is insane, but <laughs> nonetheless, um, didn't do so well on that. So I watched my class graduate without me. I graduated a um, uh, um, a month behind everybody or a semester behind everybody. Uh, so that was really uh, trying for me in the beginning. And then um, I I really was determined to become a nurse. I knew that it was a calling, as we all know, like we have passions and things like that. But I knew that if something was trying to get me to stop then, it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to happen. You know, um, I think that you're tested right at the end when you think that you can't go any longer and you can't go anymore. Um, so after that, I graduate, I, I passed the NCLEX 75 questions. So I guess that tease was all right. <laughs> but I, um, then when I was applying for jobs, there was a hiring freeze. Um, I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, shout out 919. Um, but there was a hiring freeze everywhere. So all the hospitals, and I didn't find this out until later, but yeah. all the hospitals were on a hiring freeze. And so I ended up having to look almost two hours outside in a whole different uh, county and a whole different part of uh, the state to find a job. And I drove almost two hours every single day to and from work um, to to really get that experience. I knew that nothing was going to stop me and that eventually things would work out and I would be able to find a job. Uh, almost a year later, uh, the hiring freezes lifted and I was able to find a job closer. But um I think one, I think this is going to, we're going to thread this through throughout the whole thing is community. Um, I would not be here today if it was not for my friends and my, my nursing friends um, that supported me through those trying and difficult times. But also uh, my shout out to Molly. Uh, she let me stay on her couch when I was having to drive those, you know, uh, to and from night shift. She let me uh, stay on her couch uh, so I could get that experience. And I honestly just don't know where I would be without, you know, my community and the people that really supported me throughout um, that those difficult times in the beginning. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, we'll just put it on the record. We love Molly. So uh, shout out to Molly. Uh, well, and it, and it sounds like it's like you, um, you know, you, you pers- throughout that. It's like you clearly persisted in your efforts and you you resisted giving in to like what I guess what I, how I'd look at it is like, you know, distraction or discouragement. It didn't go uh, how you had hoped initially um, or, you know, that the disorder of having to look at other pathways. And it, it really, for me, it highlights something I believe strongly in is that like the obstacle is the way, right? Like what's in the path ultimately becomes a path. And that's, it sounds a lot like what that experience was like for you. Yeah. I think um, another quote is, uh, what is this trying to teach me or Mm. uh, why this, not why me? Um, I think that in that, I also had to look at different uh, ways to see something. You know, I knew that nursing was the way, but I also did things in the middle of that before I got the job. I I, I wasn't too good to try anything. I was a nanny mm. um, and I stocked yogurt and frozen foods at Lowe's Food <laughs> um, yeah. before I got that job. So I think it's also, you have to really invest in yourself and know that you are worthy and you're valuable and that it's going to come. And when it comes, it's going to be 
infinitely better than you could have imagined. But sometimes you do have to go through those tough times and, and really see what you're made of. Because uh, I, I, I learned a lot about myself <laughs> in that. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like it's a, a why this, what is this lesson yeah. trying to teach you? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I love it. It's like back to like, it's like, it's not too being too big or too above to do little things or to have some humility to like, Hey, I'm just going to do whatever it takes all, whatever I need to uh, ha or have to do to get through this, to ultimately get to where I, where you wanted to go and where you wanted to be. So, so bring us like a forward a little bit or may, uh, as far as like to where you're at now and like, and, and talk a little bit about like, really, I mean, you're um, obviously I know medical missions are a huge part uh, of, of um, your experience and what you do and what you believe in to give. And, and so like, what would you say um, about how those have helped shaped uh, you as a human, you as a nurse, you as a community builder, I'm sure it's impacted really all phases of your life. Yeah, I think it's a level of expansion. Um, I remember uh, my first medical mission was in Haiti and we were driving to an obsolete uh, point in, in, in the mountains and I just cried. I was immensely taken over by the emotion of, of the people and how beautiful to see that no matter what they're going through or little they have or um, things that are kind of going on in their life is they still were so kind, so caring, so loving, and just so so giving. And I just thought to myself, like, if I can be a blessing to other people that have little that are giving so much, I, I, I couldn't even imagine how much this could go for go, how far this could go for them. And for me, I take those little nuggets when I'm on my medical missions and I take them home with me. So then that resonates when I'm taking care of my patients, you know, they're at their lowest, their hardest moments in their lives. And I want to be that that light for them. I want to be that hope for them sometimes when they don't have a lot. And that's kind of the little nuggets that I would take um, from all of my medical missions. They're all different. Um, but I think my first one is the one that sticks out the most because I just, I just get so much joy yeah. and it just rejuvenates you when you go on medical missions. You know, I think that it alleviates burnout. I will say, mm. we'll talk about mental health probably later, but yeah. It definitely helps with burnout if you're feeling like stuck or you're you're unsure which way to go or if you want to stay committed to, to what you're doing. Um, I think that it can rejuvenate you and restore you as a nurse. Um, so I am a proponent of medical missions. Um, and even if it's not international, you can, you know, volunteer at the soup kitchen. Um, I'm in L.A., so like Skid Row is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, just volunteering in areas like that. Giving back that's not in a capacity of where you're getting money from it um, can just expand your heart and, and, and really expand that compassion um, for, for individuals. Yeah. I've always been like super fascinated, like, uh, by like, uh, like people that are like the, the less they have, they ultimately are more grateful, especially if they're in other countries. Right. Uh, maybe not gratitude. so much in our, in our country. Yeah. Gratitude, which we'll get into too. Cause it is later or the girl will, we'll definitely end on some gratitude. It is gratitude month. Uh, as a side yes. note, it is, um, but like, I've always been so fascinated by that. And I, I think I understand like, is like, I get it. Um, obviously i I, I, I can't put really, I'm not in their shoes. So, but it's like, is that, you know, the, the less they have, they're so grateful. They're so kind. They're so empathetic and they, they'll, 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 they'll give whatever little they have, but they'll just be so appreciative. And like, why do you think that is, I guess is what I, I'm curious to ask you. Less I think it's because they're not distracted by all the other things of the world. I think in America, because we live here, I think it's a lot of like, we have so many other things that we, we don't really aren't really centered in the fact of 
we could have a lot less. Um, and because we have so much, we don't actually think about like having power is amazing. Um, uh, you know, having a shower uh, it, with warm water, uh, just those little things that we think are just commonplace. We don't actually think and stop to think that like there are people who don't have that and they are grateful because they know that they can even have less than that. Right. Um, and I think that they just sometimes don't have any other thing to the frame of reference to think anything differently. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, unfortunately in our society, social media is a massive thing. So it's always like, what does that person have? What is that person doing that I don't, or I can't, yeah. they're looking to their neighbors and they're, you know what I mean? And they're like, no, yeah. we're all in this together. It's, it's that community factor too, of like, we are in this together and all of us will win if we win together and we do these things together. So I can only be grateful for my brother and my sister that's beside me or this well that I'm able to get this water from and things like that. Yeah. The clean water. I mean, that's just, just like, again, I don't know what that, that, I don't have that experience, but I know that's a, such a real, I mean, like with just with like the Daragua project, which I'm, I'm you know, very yeah. con- close with and like, and understand like, man, just having clean water. So many people don't have clean water. It's, it's pretty wild. Um, and, and I think also too, like, it's like back to like, I think like, again, speaking, I guess we're our country and everything going on. It's like, it's like people are entitled at the end of the day. It's like, there's so much entitlement to like, and that's why you're not grateful. Cause like, you think you're entitled to this or you should have this or this, that, or the other. And it's like, well, maybe it's hard, but it's like, Hey, maybe have the perspective of be grateful that I got clean drinking water that I don't really have to worry about if, Oh, I forgot to leave the faucet on, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be okay. Um, but I, I mean, I know that's not necessarily easy, uh, but the perspective is powerful. I think it it can become easier though. Ooh. I think that uh, you and I both are proponents of gratitude. And I think yeah. that the more grateful you are, the more grateful you can be because more things are going to come into your life that help you appreciate the smaller things. Uh, yeah. If you're appreciative of something just as simple as that, guess how much more infinite the the this, the pendulum will swing to get you to uh, bring you things that you can be more grateful for. Um, so I do think it, it it is easy, especially from an American standpoint. <laughs> we should really say that it's way easier to be grateful because we have nothing to be ungrateful for. Yeah, yeah. with no, everything I, that's going on in the world. <laughs> I, I agree, hundred percent. And you're and you're absolutely right uh, with the whole gratitude and practicing gratitude. And it's just like it can literally be like just being intentional. Like, okay, this morning, like I woke up, I'm breathing, I'm alive. I should be grateful for that. Like, I get another day. Uh, or it's like, hey, you know, like I woke up and everyone in my family is healthy and everything is good. You know, it's like that there, there are such like, uh, direct paths to, to gratitude. And it, but it's, it's part of it is too, is like then being intentional about it and developing that habit of practicing mm-hmm. it. And you know, whether it's thinking it, writing down, I love give. I mean, I do, I literally practice. I, I do gratitude journaling, you know, every, every morning, it's part of my morning routine. But one of my favorite things really too, is like, is giving other people gratitude because it's like, you're injecting positive energy into them and, and giving them that, that, um, you may have that, that little dopamine gets released into the, you know, the reward pathway of the brain and all that too but it's it's a lot of fun and it's it just it spreads positivity and yeah i think it's just the ultimate game changer 100 percent. it's better than a like it's it's better than a like oh one thousand percent yeah well so if one last thing and maybe it's a good way to segue into the into mental health too but it's like as far as like back to like you you obviously we're talking a little bit with the um the uh, medical missions like if someone did like hey listen to this right obviously or watches it and like you know they want to get um 
they, they want to get started on you know participating in that and giving like do you have it any like uh suggestions or what's a good way to to start if like i wanted to like go on a medical mission or do you have any yeah there's a ton of facebook groups like ngos or non ngos i don't want to yeah. butcher the, the acronym. <laughs> um, um but uh there's a lot of uh facebook groups where you can kind of um uh look for them as well as online. Um, just type in like medical missions. There's a, there's a ton of, uh, huge organizations. Um, I've been on a few, uh, nurses purpose. I will definitely shout them out. Um, also, uh, med venture and TNT have, mm. uh, four North. Um, so that's a great one to get involved in. Um, also I would say like community. I know that I had an event the other day and, a woman was telling me she went to Peru um, on a medical mission. So I think also just your community asking around, like the gypsy nurse is a great resource because yeah. there's so many nurses in there. If you want to go on one, I bet you minimum a hundred people have already been on one or no other organization. So asking your, your friends and asking your community members, I think that can be of anything, like even if it's travel nursing, if it's therapy, anything you can, you can ask your community um, too, but you can always uh, reach out to me and I can send you guys some too. Um, if you, if you have any. Love it. Love it. Well, so mental wellness, I mean, that's obviously a, a cornerstone, you know, of your journey. Uh, so talk a, a little bit about that and how has like incorporating, you know, mindfulness and, you know, meditation into your, you know, your a routine practice like how has that helped you as a human obviously and then of course how has that helped you combat like uh you know burnout and and you know still be able to show up and provide the care that you want to for your patients yeah so i actually experienced burnout before i started travel nursing um i started working in the picu and i um was just really burnt out i had done adults and in hospice uh and just a lot of different uh things and I was starting to feel burnt out. So I was like, okay, let me travel nurse to see like different places and different things and how people do things in different areas. So that kind of staved off that burnout a little bit. And then the pandemic hit. Um, So (laughs) it was like, you can't hide from burnout. It's going to happen. And just to kind of give you guys insight on what that means to me and what that meant in my life, burnout for me was brain fog. Um, I would be on shift sometimes and I couldn't even use a glucometer. And we all know how easy it is to use a glucometer, but my brain just wasn't computing like what I needed to do. And in the ICU setting, that's critical. The COVID ICU, which is where I was working, was like intensely critical. So I was having brain fog. I was irritable. My personality was changing. I was crying all the time, like 24, 48 hours straight to and from work. It just was a, an immense overtaking in my life. And I just started to to see myself kind of shift from this bubbly, exciting, happy person that you kind of see today. I was just shifting and I I, I could see the difference. Um, and I began to notice, notice that. And I was just feeling so overwhelmed by the bodies, by the, by the grief, by just, just everything that we were kind of dealing with in COVID. And I was just like, I can't actually continue like this. I'm not providing the best patient care for my patients. I'm not uh, being the greatest girlfriend. I'm not being the greatest sister, friend, daughter, anything like that. Um, So I slowly started with gratitude. Um, That was the biggest thing that that I started to do was a mindset shift uh, to um, I would listen to, um, and this is always my favorite song to recommend, is uh, Gratitude by Laundrell. Um, I would walk into the unit and I would be listening to it as the pumps were beeping and people were calling or codes were going off. I would just be listening to this and, and be saying how grateful I was to walk in and out 
of the hospital by myself. I I was so grateful for my lungs, the capacity. I was grateful for that I was healthy. Just all these things. That's kind of how I started it my mindset shifting. And then I was also meditating before, uh, before and after shift. So if I was driving, like I was driving to the OC, I would drive and I would listen to like 432 Hertz the whole way there. I would be in silence so I could process my feelings and kind of process myself. And then when I got there, I, I know we, if we can stop for Starbucks, we can stop for it to meditate for a minute. Um, so I would get to work like five, 10 minutes early to sit and meditate in my car before, or if I was taking an Uber, like in Houston, I would meditate the whole entire ride there before I got into the unit. Um, and then on the unit, I would practice things like breathing exercises. Um, I, I explained some of these things uh, to people as like, you can take a moment for yourself when you're at the Pixis, breathe. That gabapentin is coming out, breathe, you know, like center yourself, ground yourself. When you're in that supply closet, I would just take deep breaths Um, because when a million things are going on and a million people are calling you beeping and all the kind of stuff, you don't have time for yourself. I would force myself to take that time. When I was in the bathroom, I just look at myself in the mirror and just all right, you can do this. Affirmations, things like that. Um, And one of my biggest proponents that I also recommend um, with meditation, mindfulness, and things like that, gratitude journaling, regular journaling, also like getting those, those thoughts out of how you felt that day or difficult patient situations or things like that. If you start to dialogue about them to yourself, you can see how you're, you're shifting your mindset by looking at, you know, how you would handle a situation before and, and, you know, in the future, maybe you handle it differently. But my number one thing was therapy. I cannot stress therapy enough that that is the hugest thing that helped me during my time of burnout is one, getting realistic coping skills. Because I think that we think that we are, we're okay and we're, we know how to cope. We don't. We, we don't. <laughs> Punchline, we don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, we don't. Or yeah. not in maybe the best ways or maybe the most optimal ways for us in these different sure. seasons. Um, so I think therapy, one, helps me with coping skills, helps me retrain my frame of thought, um, perspective on like how the stories I was telling myself or like things like that. And then also one of the biggest things that my, my, uh, when I was going through this really rough time of, of crying all the time was my therapist was like, did you do your best? Did you do your best? And I was like, well, yeah. And she was like, well, that's all you can do. That's yeah. all you can do. If you did your best every day, that's all you can do. And that was just like so simple, but it was just little things like that, that she would remind me of every time I would have a session with her and she'd just be like, it's okay. You're experiencing something that no one really has ever experienced before. We're all going through this together and it's okay that you don't know how to deal. It's okay. You've never had to deal with this before. Yeah. So, you know, reframing that, uh, that um, thought process. And um, so, yeah, similar to you, how you were talking about morning routine too, yeah. getting a morning routine, getting a night routine. That is, it was super impactful for my life too. Um, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, there was, there was so many good things, great things that you touched on. I'm so glad we're recording this. Cause I was like, I was like, as I'm listening, I'm like, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then I'm like, yes. So, um, but it's like a couple of things I guess I do want to like kind of touch on cause it was, uh, so it was also so exceptional, but it's like, is is the breath work. So like that to like, just whether you're meditating, which is a huge part of because meditation is part of my morning routine. So I know it's like, and so, and that's like the cornerstone of meditation is, is focusing on the breath. Right. Um, and so like, so it's so impactful. And then also like, Hey, you're having a chaotic, it's like just nothing but chaos around me. And like, 
just take a few deep breaths. Like it's not separate from just an extra like meditation, but we all feel better. If you just take a few deep breaths and focus on your breath, you're going to actually feel a lot better as soon as you're done doing that and do as many as you can in the moment, but it, it will absolutely wildly impact you. One thing I just, I found interesting that you also made me think of uh, is, is that like, I just, I just uh, saw someone like he's a, a human biologist, like an expert, you know, in, in the field of human biology. And he was talking about thought, like when it's like, dude, like when you, we all have so many thoughts going on, so much chaos or just things, maybe it's not always chaos, but it's like our brain obviously is like, you know, hyper, uh, fo- like just like thought, thought, thought. But there's also the other part of like, we need to break down thought. Like you, are we actually need to digest it and, mm-hmm. uh, and decompress from the thought? but actually break it down like what and then what made me think of that when you're talking about journaling like that's that can be a way to break down thought which your brain needs that especially and i'm no expert i'm just kind of repeating what i just kind of heard recently so please just uh, the disclosure but it's like yeah it's like because we we have so many thoughts but it's like we need to take time and have that space to actually break down thought and i think what you said as far as like journaling is is a great way to do that yeah yeah um and that is honestly the reason that I started the debrief. Um, the debrief is a safe yeah. space where healthcare professionals can heal. Um, and it's a retreat like event where we do all these practices. Um, the debrief was specifically chosen because what we're supposed to do in the hospital after a code or something tragic happens wasn't happening during that time. So where is that time and that space for us to heal? Where is that time and that space for us to process the traumas that are that are happening every day, right? We we don't. We can't do it in the break room. We're like just trying to eat our meal to yeah. then go back to the to the chaos. And that processing of those emotions with people who understand, know, are trained for, for these techniques and also were there and, and get it. Um, we don't really have a lot of that. Um, and I know that a lot of them were crop, a lot of foundations and organizations were cropping up during the pandemic, um, like debriefing the front lines and um, Operation Happy Nurse and things like that. But I wanted to, to provide the actual space and community for us to be able to process exactly what you were saying about processing those feelings. So yep. all these techniques and these tools I'm introducing and educating us on because that's we're not taught this in nursing school. I always say we're taught how to care for the patient. What if the patient was ourselves? What if we treated ourselves just like we treated our patients? Do you know how much greater our healthcare system would be? But we're so used to giving, giving, giving that we don't give to ourselves. And that's what I I love about like why I love talking about this is because like I want to heal the healers, but I want the healers to heal themselves because innately we all know how to, but we're giving it to everyone else. So, um, so yes on the processing, yes on the downloads, like yes on to all of that. Yeah, no, yes. Um, I love it. And so well let, let's talk, I guess, a little bit because I did I did have that. I wanted to, uh, your your project, the debrief the debrief, excuse me. Uh and um and I think that initiative is, you know, super fascinating. Um, again, just from you know, my very, you know, far view of understanding of, of what it entails and you but talk a little bit more about that and, and what is what's that what's that experience like? And I'm sure there's like transformation, there's support, um, it's the set community that you're creating and I know it's close to your heart. So uh just break it down. Let's 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 uh let, let's digest that. Yeah. So um it honestly started um I think we all start things um, out of a need for something that we didn't have. 
And I was struggling during the pandemic, as I as I kind of mentioned, um, in LA, uh, when the George Ford riots kind of started to um, uh, really happen, there was a lot of things going on. There were protests, there were just tons of things. But in LA specifically, I moved to downtown and everything was boarded up. There were army Humvees outside uh, as I'm coming downtown with like cannons and people with rifles and stuff like that. Then I'm going into, I was working at, um, I don't want to name it because it'll just give it away, but I was working in LA and I'm going in and there was a lockdown because there was uh, armed gunmen in, in, at work. On top of the pandemic, yeah. on top of George Floyd, on top of all these things, it's insane at work. So I go to work and I realized I felt so alone. No one asked me if I was okay. Um, I think being honestly, uh, if I can speak candidly, is like being one of few Black people on a unit in an ICU is really already ostracizing and difficult. But then for people to not also recognize you and some of the the things that you may be going through um, is even more isolating. So we're in a pandemic already isolated. And then as a African-American, I feel even more isolated and I'm having to go into work and deal and be this shield for other people and their parents and, 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 you know, the things they're going through. And I was like, I know I can't be the only one feeling this. I, I, I know it can't just be me. So I was like, okay, protesting didn't feel right. Uh, just writing a letter to Congress didn't feel right. Like making a post on my Instagram didn't feel right. And I was like, I want to get us together. I want to get us together to be able to have the things that we're unable to have because so many things are going on. We can't have a debrief after five codes. It's just, we don't have the time. It was too much going on. So I was like, let me take it out of, uh, out of the healthcare space because obviously they're not taking care of us. So let me take care of us in, in this simple way that I could. And that's how the debrief was born. Um, I just thought about all the things that I wanted and I, and I needed, um, and I think it also led me down a, a, a longer healing journey, a longer healing path. I got sound healer certified. Um, so I got Reiki certified. I got meditation certified. I got breathwork certified, all the things so I could equip us with all the tools. Um, so I am a professional. Yeah. I'm certified <laughs> in all these things. Um, <laughs> I bow, I bow down. Bow down. <laughs> and, um, and it just really like, it sent me on my holistic healer journey to be able to provide these services for us outside of the healthcare system that anybody can come. We can dialogue about what we're experiencing. We can do gratitude journaling. We can journal, um, but we can also educate people on resources that are out there, other organizations that are doing this. Um, and just, again, provide community for us to really share our stories, because I think that that's the hugest missing link in all of the things is that we don't actually get to talk to one another and understand that we're all going through the same thing. We're all suffering. We're all we're all struggling with it. And a lot of times just be, being seen and heard is all we're asking for. And, yep. it, it, you know, yes, it comes to safe, uh, safe staffing and all of that kind of stuff. But when we really get into a room and we feel more connected to one another, that can change your your whole perspective, your whole life. Um, and that's kind of what I what I wanted to bring. It, so it was kind of those pillars of education, actual tool, and practicing the tools and community. Um, so yeah, that's what the debrief is. Um, I love, I love <laughs> it, and I want to uh, call out. Obviously, I know because you you shared this with me, but it's like I I subscribe to it too. Is like how how when someone is struggling, let's just go real broad. But I mean, like what you articulated with your story, which is crazy, what you went through in L.A., what you just shared. But it's like how like that like how 
how far a simple, hey, how are you doing? Is there anything I can just asking somebody that question? How, but meaning it, of course, like, like, no, like, no, like, like really Brit, like, 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 how are you? Like that can help so much when you're struggling at the end of the day, or, Hey, is there anything I can do to help? Um, and like, just starting with that, you can, you can positively impact somebody who's maybe struggling in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so, that people do that more often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so well, um, you have transitioned, um, and meaning from obviously, uh, from your, no, from patient care to now you're in the tech world on the tech side of this equation. So, um, so talk a little bit about that, that transition, uh, to the tech scene. It's a bold move, uh, and you're crushing it from what I could, from what I could see, but I, I don't know the whole picture, the whole story. Um, so, uh, tell me a little bit more about, that transition and, and how is that going and, and how has um, your experience as a uh, healthcare provider and a nurse uh, helped you with your approach to the healthcare tech world um, and go for it. Yeah. So um, it's hard. Uh, yeah. Like anything else, if I were to become an NP or if I were to be, go to um, CN CRNA school, like it's, it's difficult. It's hard. It's, it's, um, it's a whirlwind. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> if we, you know, it's, it's all the things. Um, I, how do I say this? So it's amazing. I am so grateful and blessed to be in the position that I am to be able to, I like to call myself the nurse for nurses. Um, so I, uh, am a community manager, which means basically how I like to equate it is, you know how you have a resource nurse or a charge nurse on your unit and they're supposed to make sure everything's okay with you, that you have the resources you need, you have the tools you need, that you're getting um, uh, everything you need on, on your shift, right? So as a community manager for Trusted, what I do is I make sure our nurses are okay. They're seen, they're heard, they're loved on, they're supported, and they're celebrated. So whether that's through events, virtual or live, like we have Nurses Week celebrations or like last night we did a, um, a mental wellness uh, uh, event, uh, you know, about burnout and about, you know, using some of these tools and things like that, or blog resources on how to get into travel nursing, or how is our contracts and taxes and finances and stuff like that. Um, and then again, my favorite thing, community, uh, we have a group where we just talk about some of the things that we're struggling with, or like, hey, what's the scrub color at this place? Or how do you guys get through a long drive? Or do you ship your car? Just various things like that. I man all of that. Um, and I am super grateful and fortunate. But what I like to say is that it didn't start like you may see me now today, like this, this, this being or this thing. But what I like to tell nurses that are looking to either transition or do anything else, it doesn't have to be like into tech or a startup world. What skills do you have? So when I started travel nursing, I actually uh, started my own personal brand where I was blogging um, for a lot of different organizations. I was brand ambassador for a lot of different organizations um, and I was already doing hosting events. So I was doing, I like to say, yeah. I made my side hustle my main hustle. Because I was doing this on the side before anybody paid me for it, before I had a job mm. title. This is what I love to do is create community. And no matter if you're influencer size, small or big, you can create community wherever you are. And that's what I did. And they found me. So I, I always like to stress of like, use the skills you have, whether it be... Um, 
you know, a lot of times we, we say that, oh, nursing is, is so finite or we'd like to think it is. It's not. It's so expansive and you can really do anything. You just have to understand and learn how to uh, adapt your skills. So compassion can be seen as passion, right? You are so passionate about what you're doing that it exudes in your patient care, right? You can equate that to something else too. <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of like a little bit about it. I love it. It's great. What, that's what I kind of do. Um, but it didn't start from just I got the job. It was I was doing this before anyone knew I was doing it. I, as I said, I started the debrief. I, you know, I have my Instagram and things like that. I was blogging. I was doing all the things, putting myself in the path and the alignment that I wanted to be in, not knowing if there was a job. Um, I was knee deep in COVID when yeah. when when this job kind of came out, so I had no idea that it was gonna you know uh, be. But I definitely put out into the universe. I need to get out of this. I would like to to you know migrate somewhere else, and I was working towards that. And here we are. So yeah, I, I love it. I love it. And uh, and so as a you know, I guess as a, as a content creator. Well, first of all, I, I want to go back. I never heard community manager uh, explain how you just did. And that like makes so much sense now, like, or just gives me uh, like such a better understanding of like what that means and, and what it means for, for you. So I love everything about that. Um, so as like, I guess on the content creation side of it, the nurse influencer, and to your point, you can be a nano influencer, or a micro influencer, or a macro influencer. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You can create community. Um, and so, so like what's been one of like the most impactful like interactions you've had or just like maybe feedback you've got from your audience? Um, to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a lot of times when you don't feel like you're being seen or your numbers aren't going up or your likes aren't there or whatever, that no one resonates with your content or no one resonates with your messaging. Um, but one of the connections that I had originally told me to keep doing with what I was doing. And they actually were the connection that I had to trusted. And so like, for me, that little nugget of like, keep going in this way, I didn't know that it was going to lead to this, right? Um, keep making the videos. Yeah. Even if you only get three likes, keep going, you know, somebody's going to resonate with it. Um, I actually saw a quote, Oprah, she actually, um, there was this, this guy on YouTube, he was making all these videos and he was only getting like 60 likes, 60 likes, whatever, whatever. Right. But he kept making them and he kept making them. Someone saw them, told Oprah about it. And then she reached out to him. He didn't, he only had 60 to 70 views on his video, but then Oprah came calling. So it's like, that's what I mean by keep going. Um, if you get these little angels, as I call them along the way to tell you to keep going or that they do resonate with something, keep going that way. Um, so I think that that's what I would say for my audience, um, is sometimes you don't know when you're telling someone that you appreciate what they're, what they're doing in a deeper meaning than just a like, it can really mean so much because without the feedback loop, you don't know if what you're doing is, is resonating. So yeah, I'd say keep going. Keep going. I love that. Yeah. Keep going. There's only one direction to go forward. Uh, that's yeah, how I look at that. And I, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. And it's like you, I think you might've answered the burning question that, uh, the audience that I pulled, uh, letting them know that I was going to have a celebrity on the show. Um, and, uh, that, that the burning question was <laughs> like, what is, what is Brit's, uh, secret? Like what is, uh, what is, what is, uh, is Brit's, uh, secret to, uh, balance? 
balance, uh, life, work. It's an art, uh, just crushing it. And uh, to me, it sounds like your quote unquote secret is just to keep going. It is, but, uh, ooh, but. Also, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got to say, I got to say, I'll be honest. Um, when I started this journey, uh, I wanted to be an influencer. Like I really wanted, I thought that that was the goal, right? When I first started out with this, I thought it was to be an influencer. Like I wanted all these followers and all this stuff. And the fact that my life has went the way it has went and I've gotten so many opportunities and so many things without being an influencer, I've realized that what you actually have to do is get in line with yourself, get in tune with yourself, listen to you, go in, do the work. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But the thing that I realized is, is I like, I had pillars, like back in the day before influencers are thing is like, you had to have pillars or you had to make your Instagram look aesthetic or like all these things. Right. And we all know all that went out the window. Like no, mm-hmm. none of the things that used to be are anymore. TikTok is a whole thing now, you know? So <laughs> I think what I realized is, is that stop listening to the noise Stop listening to the outside world because if you get in tune with yourself, it'll tell you where you need to go. I was not on the mental wellness train at all. Like before, when I first originally started, I wanted to be a travel blogger. I thought I was going to go to all these places. And if you, if people know me from before, it was like, I was, I was the original. I went to all the places. I did all the things. It was great. I, I got like a little bit of virality with some of my pictures and I was like, yeah, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And then I got silent with myself and I started to do the inner work. I started to do all the therapy and all the things. And I realized that this is the way I need to go. I actually, mental wellness and and mindfulness and meditation and all the things I do are actually what I'm supposed to be doing and my gift to the world and my light in this world. And I had to find my light. So my, my thing for you is to find whatever lights your soul on fire, whatever is internally tugging at you and pulling you towards a direction, go that way. Go that way. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It makes me think of something else. Obviously you shared with me too, is like taking care of yourself is a huge message like that you want to underscore. And is that how you would say like the, I guess that first step is you got to, in order to take care of yourself, you got to know yourself. So you got to go inward first. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Uh, Drake always says, know yourself. I literally have a shirt. It says, know yourself. Like, cause who, who going to check you? Boo? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. You can only check you. Yeah. So like yeah. get authentic with yourself. But I think also self-care means like a lot of people always want to say like, it's selfish. Yes, it is selfish. You should be selfish because if you just continue to pour from an empty cup, it's just going to be no cup. It's going to be nothing in there. You can't drink from, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so self-care to me can mean something different to other people. Some people it's nutrition or fitness yep. or taking trips, right? Self-care for me is like, I said this um, at ChildCon, I spoke and like, I luxuriate myself. I buy myself flowers. I buy myself nice clothes. I like to look good, feel good, smell good. Like that's, I like, I'll have a flower bath. Like, oh, Medventure Camp, the bath bombs that you guys, I pour pour three of those in there. Like I literally like just romanticize my life because you can't elevate to that next level that you want to if you're not treating yourself with care and kindness and love on this level. It could be baking chocolate chip cookies today. If that's what you and your yourself wants, that's okay. But you have to make sure that you take time for yourself in this busy world. People will continue to take from you. 
So you need to self-care yourself and whatever, you know, facet that means. But yeah, I think it more, it's like double, it's twofold. Yes, do the work. And sometimes that is sitting with yourself, but also I sit with myself in the bath. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's twofold Um, because, you know, you got to shine. And the only way that you shine is if you're like dusting yourself off, if you're, you're polishing, you know what I mean? Your grandma was probably polishing that wood. You got to polish yourself guys. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, it, you, you just can't give what you don't have. And in order to, to give what you want to give or the, the impact you want to have, it's like, you got to first start with like, Hey, wh- what am I doing to make sure I can, I can show up how I want to. Like it is, it's, it's so true. And it's like, I think more people uh, should prioritize the, Hey, let me take care of myself. Let me make sure I'm good. Cause if I, I look at it as, as a leader or as a father or as a husband, it's like, it's like why I have a routine, the routine that I have, because that makes me a better human. It makes me function at the level that I want to function at. And really at the core of it is like, you know, I get asked all the time, like, like, dude, like your energy, like, how do you, like, we have part of it is natural for sure. But it's also like, I lean into gratitude. I lean into meditation. I lean into cold plunging. I lean into working out. I, I lean into, you know, visualization to acquisition, visualize, actualize, you know, I, I believe in all that. Um, and, and I, and I, I, I practice it and, I, and it makes me, it makes me better. You know, I believe it does. And, and, you know, and, and I think the other thing you mentioned too, is like, well, figure out what works for you. Cause like what works for Brit won't, I mean, won't necessarily work for me or somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. And that's okay. Um, well, uh, to wrap this up, to bring this home, um, is, uh, is it is, we mentioned this earlier is, uh, it is gratitude month. Oh, as a side note, I was, I didn't want to interrupt you. And I was like, I'll wait till my mom's like, I'll, I'll file it away. What was the name of the gratitude song you mentioned earlier? Oh yeah. It's actually gratitude. And his name is Laundrell. Um, I actually got to see him in a really intimate concert. Um, when I was going through one of the roughest times I ruptured my Achilles, so I couldn't walk and I was learning and all that. And I actually got to see him in person and tell him, um, how much his song meant to me in the, in, in the COVID ICU and also being that I didn't have a functionality of my leg. Um, and I tell him all the time, like, I, I will always push this song. Um, anybody who knows me knows that's like my favorite song. I listen to it. It's my alarm clock song, Gratitude by Londrell, R-O-L-O-N-D-R-E-L-L-E. Oh, I'm going to, I got something here. Wait, wait, just, just, just stay with me here. Stay with me. Uh, <laughs> The intro? Uh, no, wait, wait, wait. Zach here? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Can you hear that? Yes. Um, we'll listen to the whole song, but I had to pull that up. Um, and, so I, and I've obviously never heard never heard of it. Uh, and I will absolutely be listening to it as soon as the full uh, track, as soon as we get off of this. But um, gr- gratitude. I, obviously, again, we've touched on it several times. So we're perfect way to wrap it up. Like right now, hit me with it. Uh, no, no overthinking. Like what is like... What are you like most grateful for in your life right now? In this, so this is really funny. Actually, um, I don't need emotional, but um, I'm actually doing a 21 day gratitude uh, challenge with uh, about every, almost like 15 people, um, and I'm doing this every day. And I think I am most grateful that people are responsive to gratitude um, and that they are learning and and receptive to injecting it into their lives. So I would say I'm really grateful for 
these ladies that have have taken the challenge with me because as I said before is like each one teach one but like if you're not giving your gifts out, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go to the grave with my gifts. I don't yeah. want to ever die and say that I didn't give them out. And this is a culmination of everything I feel and I embody and I believe. And so for people to resonate with it and do it with me, I am immensely grateful for for, for them. <laughs> and they know who they are. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, oh, one last thing, I guess, before we do get out of here, if uh, someone wants to connect with you, um, where should they go searching to find this exceptional? You catch Brit if you can. Uh, so, yes. Um, so yeah, on LinkedIn, I'm Britt Greaves. Um, you can find me, you can Google me. I know that's weird, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, and catch Britt, if you can, is my Instagram. Um, I'm always looking for new friends um, and to just love on more people. So yeah, that's kind of where you can find me. Awesome. Well, and also I just have to drop this yep. because you said it catch for it if you can. So I mm. actually started catch for it if you can, because I want people to catch me like on the mindset shifts on mm. the, 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 the timelines that we're going to the changes that we're, we're kind of evolving to. So I think it's cool that you said that name, but like, it's also a meaning behind it of like, I want people to catch up to, to this mission that I, that I'm kind of like, uh, cultivating and moving towards. So please come find me, catch me, all the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel cooler just being around you and getting to know you. So thank you for that. My, my gratitude is unlimited for you. Uh, so thank you so much. I knew this was going to be a lot of fun. And like, also like, I think it's, uh, you obviously provide tremendous value to our community all the time. And, and so it's, it's a pleasure and honor to have you on. So, um, I can help channel that and, uh, you know, shed shed some more positive light out there in the world and so thank you so much i really it really means the world to me i appreciate you and uh thanks for coming on today no thank you justin um i know that it's been a long time coming and i want to say that this was one of my goals for the year was to be on behind the scrubs oh, uh, so i just want you to know that i am appreciative of you providing this space for our community for seeing us uh for believing in us and wanting to share our stories um and providing a flat platform for us to you know share our gifts and our stories with with people so thank you for living in your purpose and and being a light for for us so thank you mm -hmm.